Hey, what's up? Today we are talking to my friend Michael Martin. He has a new project called Phantom Figures that's a really uh, nostalgic metalcore act, and he's doing a lot of really good creative stuff. I met Michael back in 2009 on my very first tour ever when I was with his Bloodlines Black and he was in I Wrestled a Bear Once. And uh, it was a really formative tour for me, and meeting Michael was a big part of that too. And so we talk about that in this, and then we talk about him starting up this new project and just where he is creatively and what his goals and what his plans are of starting up a a, a project in the modern world and so uh, very fun talking to Michael as always before we get into this I have two things first thing I'm gonna ask you to leave a five-star review if you go to like the Spotify page for burn this world you'll see the little star there click that leave a five-star review that helps a ton with growing the podcast it leads everything into the algorithm you can also do it on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, whatever you're listening on leave a five-star review that helps out a ton and then secondly besides phantom figures michael's project we do have a featured band for this podcast and there's another one of my uh friends bands that i toured with back on a tour with impending doom and he is has a new project called Thrash All Nations, and they just put out a song called Damned for Eternity. He's a really good dude, and the song is really, really good. I'm going to show you a clip right here. Again, that was Thrash All Nations, our featured band for the podcast, and the song is called Damned for Eternity. So make sure you listen to them on YouTube, Spotify, all the good stuff. Again, the band is called Thrash All Nations. So let's get into the podcast with Michael, and uh, I am Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. All right, I have my boy Michael Martin here from Phantom Figures. Uh, how you doing today? I am doing great. Good, and uh, AKA Rick Shaw. So just in case anyone here knows you as that, <laughs> we're gonna put that out there. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're in the Austin area, right? Yes, sir. How's the? How are you liking the scene around there? How long you been in Austin for? So I've been here since July of 2020. Yeah. So, so like, recent. yeah, like, and it was also like, right, you know, whenever the first things were opening up after COVID. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun time. Uh, I, I feel like just this year is like really, you know, when I've gotten to go a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's been great. Yeah, and uh, you were in Louisiana before? That was a long uh, time so ago, probably. I, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since that. Uh, I've I've mainly, uh, like in my adult life, I've mainly lived in Denton, Texas, which oh, is yeah, in North yeah. Texas. And then, you know, when I was in, I wrestled a bear once, we did Louisiana for a little while. But then we started jumping all over the place. We did, like, we had a place in Birmingham, Alabama for a little bit, and then we moved to Roland Heights, California, and then we moved to Pasadena, California. Then I moved back to Denton because <laughs> yeah. it was just way more affordable. Yeah. And, yeah. and Denton is a pretty good area. It's uh, a little bit north of Dallas, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, about 45 minutes. Yeah, and that, for me personally, that's about the distance I like to be from a main city, personally. Right. That's, like, ideal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so... Even, go ahead. Yeah, even here, I live in... I actually live in Pflugerville, so it's still, like, you know, to get downtown, it's, like, 25, 30 minutes. So. Pflugerville. That sounds like a Dr. Seuss town or something. <laughs> Pflugerville. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, being around Austin as kind of one of the um, meccas for metal and really in the States, in my opinion, it's one of the best cities for metal in the States. Starting right. a new band there, um, like are you pretty excited about it or like what's your plans? Um, I mean, as far as the band, like, well, it's it's like I haven't really it's experienced the metal scene here except for like going to, to some shows. Right. Like I go, um, the main place that I have been going is come and take it live. Mm-hmm. And that place is awesome. They've always got great shows. There's always, you know, packed, packed house, you know, like I even went to uh, my, my buddy's birthday was the other night and he went, he's like, dude, let's go to this Sepultura show. I'm like, okay, cool. And I I was it was a Tuesday night and I was expecting it to be like kind of packed. Oh man, it was like packed to the brim, mm-hmm. like shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, and that's so, one thing I love about Austin. It's a, no matter which venue you're at, it's always a good show. It really is. Oh yeah. But then again, like me starting a band and then doing like starting with like an online presence, it's I don't really feel it doesn't feel any different doing it here or maybe north texas because Mm -hmm. i it's just internet presence right now you know what i mean yeah that's really the most important thing too is an internet presence and uh just for reference for people you said it a minute ago but you did used to play with i wrestled the bear once you were the bass player for i wrestled the bear once um and uh how long were you with i wrestled the bear once um officially for six years Mm -hmm. uh there there was a tour that i did that I was like the fill-in bass player, so it was like, and that was like the year before I actually joined. So yeah, yeah. And me and uh, me and you met in two thousand nine on Never Say Die tour. Whenever I was with his Blood Runs Black, so we go way back. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a fun tour. <laughs> yeah, <and> some <laughs> of my uh, you guys on that tour was kind of a big inspiration to me because I I was not comfortable in the situation. I was. I was 19 years old, just turned 19, never had toured in my life. And all of you guys were very nice to me when the band I was with was not very nice to me. And so the, (laughs) you guys are a big inspiration to me. You really like gave me that inspiration to be able to want to do this really. Cause if it wasn't for you guys and Oceano on that tour being so nice, I absolutely would have had a terrible time touring for my first time. So yeah, and I and I guess you know, like I guess we didn't really realize that at the time because to us it's just like you go on a tour like that where there's like so many bands and you just kind of like vibe with whoever you you know you're around and then start talking to people every day. You're like, oh, hey, I like that kid. He's <laughs> he's got some good jokes or like, hey, yeah. this kid wants to, you know, like he wants to play some uh, Mario Kart. Let's do it, you know and. Yeah, we don't really we don't really think about how it's like your first tour and you're like experiencing a whole new world. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so you guys were all very welcoming and um, really good friends to me at that time. So it's a very fond memories for me, and then also just um, memories that I think back to a lot in my formative years. And so, um, you know, I, I do think about. Um, you in particular often whenever I think about like my, me starting off as a musician and everything. So even some of my first uh, pictures I ever posted of me in Europe was me and you standing in front of like a big cathedral. So. Oh yeah. 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 Was it wearing a purple hoodie? Yeah. And so was I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, awesome. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, so you're, you've been a part of my life without knowing it or not. And, um, oh shit, that's yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that you're getting back into this. And I was caught by surprise when I watched the music video because you're doing vocals. 
Oh yeah. 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 I've always, uh, I've actually always wanted to do vocals and it's a pretty funny story because so, okay. So me and Justin Brock, the guy that I'm like writing all the music with for this new project, we, we both grew up in Kansas. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was a point in time right after high school where I was like, man, like, I don't think I should stay in Kansas. Like, it's like really messy and like, you know, it's just, it's not a good hub for like getting into art and getting into music and getting into all that stuff. So I moved to Texas where like most of my family lived and I was like, I think you should do the same. And so he thought about it for a long time and then he's, and then I was like, he hit me up and he's like, all right, let's do it. I was like, all right, man, let's move, you move down here. We'll get a place and then we'll like start a band or whatever. And so he ended up doing it. And there was a day like whenever he was supposed to leave and he was said, he was like sitting in his car and he like called me and he was like, I'm scared, man. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is the right thing. And how old so were you guys? Like, and, uh, this was like, uh, this was like 2002 or something, like 2003 yeah. maybe. And I was probably like 22 or 20, yeah, 22 yeah. or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so he ended up moving down. And then he, after, you know, living in Gainesville, Texas, which isn't even like a great place to to go, he was like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And then we immediately met some guys that were in a band and they like, they wanted me to play bass. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, but you have to realize that if you get me, you're getting Justin. So then me and him joined a band and we started writing music and that band became surrounded by monsters. Yeah. And, and we, then, we played a lot with surrounded by monsters when the Browning first started played a lot. Oh yeah. And then, uh, so then, so then there was a point in time where he ended up meeting someone and then they would start spending a lot of time together. And he was just like, dude, I don't know if I should do the band anymore. Uh, you know, like me and this girl are getting real serious. So he ended up leaving and then I joined, I wrestled a bear once. So then fast forward till fast forward to like 2020, the end of 2020, when I was doing, uh, I was doing a lot of podcasting for my thing, uh, worship and tribute nerd. And we just did a thing about surrounded by monsters. We're like, Hey, let's get the guys back together. Let's talk about our old band. And then afterwards me and him were like, I was, I was like, Hey, you've been writing any music. And he's like, yeah, I've been writing a lot of music. And I'm like, me and you should just pick up where we left off to where I was going to be the vocalist and you were going to be the guitarist and we should do a band like that. Like before, like when we moved to Texas, that was our intent. So that's kind of why we started Phantom Figures. And the sound is probably very relative to the sound that you guys wanted to do back then. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's a very old school sound. Uh, the music is very yeah. chaotic. It's very dissonant. And it's uh, more uh, like jammy than what you get in modern music. And so yeah. it does have a very mid-2000s vibe to it. Oh, yeah. We definitely were like... And part, you know, a big part of it, too, was like I kept saying, like, let's not overthink it. We're not. We're just like whatever riffs we write, we write. Whatever it sounds like is what we do. Let's not overthink it because that's like at the end of I Wrestled a Bear once, it was a, a lot of thinking about mm -hmm. this and that. And, you know, is this going to work? Is that going to work? What is, what are people going to say about this? And, and then even the, the last couple of like kind of local projects I was involved in, it was just so much overthinking and like, so many like every person in the band overthinking you know right. what i mean and so me and him were just like man like i'm just gonna be honest with riffs you be honest with me i'll be honest with you if you hate it if you love it cool and that's it and yeah. that's kind of 
how we wrote everything. And the overthinking, I feel like it's a it's actually not only just for music, but in the modern world of entertainment in general is just it's it's an issue because everyone is trying to overthink to do like the most optimal thing to get famous on the internet. Where right. as before people were just jamming and whatever happened would be what happened. And like cuz even in the gaming world, people hardly play games now without wanting to figure out how they can become famous with it. And so it's the same right. thing with writing and jamming with your friends and music. People do overthink it. And I mean, I personally, I overthink my music too. I, I do not jam a single freaking millisecond of my music. It is all <laughs> thought out. And I, yeah. I actually am kind of really wanting to do some sort of project that I, I do actually sit down with a drummer and play, you know, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, um, for sure. And your guys sound has that jammy sound. Definitely. Well, we still didn't jam it, though. Right. But it at least has the feel. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah we, we, we definitely, since I moved down here and he's in North Texas, it was, you know, a lot, a lot of, like, demoing stuff and sending back and forth. And pretty much he would send me, like, one or two riffs together. And then I would rewrite all the drums and then kind of like, there was, there was even times where I would write a bunch of drums for like the next part and I would hum over it, what I was trying to get across. Yeah. And then, and then he would write. And then when I, whenever he would send it back, he would have the guitars that I hummed out. And he'd Thank be you. like, you mean, he's like, you mean like this? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the best way to do it like my phone is absolutely full of thousands of notes of guitar riffs done with my mouth right <laughs> oh yeah definitely uh like there's like in the past week alone i like lay down to go to bed and there's like riffs in my head and i have to like go into the bathroom where my <laughs> wife isn't can't hear me and i like home it into my phone i do the exact same thing <laughs> a million percent <laughs> And I even do it whenever I'm like wash, uh, in the grocery store. I'll we'll be like walking around, and I'll just kind of have to stray off away from anyone else. I'm like standing in the corner of the veggie aisle, and just like <laughs> you know doing breakdowns into my phone and crap. My wife now just oh, looks yeah. over and sees me and's like, "God dang it!" <laughs> like nonstop. Dude, I, I, yeah, even like I, we went to a movie the other day, and it was like the movie was opening scene. I'm just like damn it, I'm going to go to the bathroom and hum this into my phone. <laughs> yep. And then I like, and then I like hum into my phone and I like hear something and I'm like, oh shit, there's, I think there's someone in the bathroom with me just like <laughs> hearing some guy humming in his phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely feel like a crazy person sometimes with this and people, because uh, my wife has asked me like, what is going on in your head? Like whenever, because I'll be sitting there and I'll be doing like, you know, doing like breakdown beats and drums and, all this, I'm like, honestly, in my head, when I'm not like thinking about it, it just sounds like mechanical noises, like guitar, drums, just, just nonstop. I can't right. stop hearing crap. And then I start singing songs and she's trying to listen to Fleetwood Mac in the car and I'm sitting here over like mouth coring breakdowns and stuff. It's re it's honestly <laughs> really annoying uh, sometimes. I can't stop. Yeah, totally. So it's and good it's... to know someone else has that same issue. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's really annoying for me because I don't actually own a guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, like, four basses in my house. And I'm, like, and whenever I'm, like, trying to, like, transpose what I'm hearing in my head into, you know, like, onto a file or whatever in the, my computer, it just doesn't work for me yeah. to try and do it with a bass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so humming into my phone is like a better option for me for some reason. Right. But then I sit here and I'm like, I, you know, I just wish I had a guitar. Like, you know, <laughs> that, that way I could at least show the notes. Right. You know, like I'm, I'm not a great guitarist, but like I could at least do the notes and then send them off to like my guitarist that way. Then it would actually be notes instead of just like. <laughs> bad off-key humming <laughs> hey, we gotta work with what we have i mean it's, yeah that's true yeah make it make it happen and you definitely are and uh the the music video as well has a very old school vibe 
um, a, a lot of you know bands now it's there's not really themes to the videos a lot of the times and even the production of it it, it feels very old school and so everything about what you guys are doing is is nostalgic feeling definitely and so awesome. even in the video aspect was that a conscious effort or is that just what you do um i mean this so the we went with Justin Beasley on this video because he did do a bunch of Iwabo videos back in the day. Mm -hmm. And me and him have still just kind of like stayed in touch. I think there was a, there was a point in time where I ended up going to Vegas for like a corn show and he ended up being there at the same time. And we just like hung out, caught up. And so every time, you know, a certain subject comes up in my mind or his, he'll like text me or I'll text him. And so I told him I was doing a new project and he was like, man, I would love to do something. Heck yeah. And, and then, um, I kind of, so there at the end of I wrestled a bear once I had a video idea that was kind of like the exorcist and it was kind of, you know, and I was kind of like hearing it or I was kind of seeing it in my head with one of the songs off Hail Mary but at that point in time, Courtney and Michael were kind of like not feeling the vibe of like funny videos and, and they wanted to try something new. And so we just kind of like went in a different direction, but he, he, like I pitched that video idea to him and he was like, man, that sounds so fun to work on. Like someday maybe we should try it. And so whenever this new band project was coming up, I definitely was like, you know, lots of the lyrics that I've done on this new EP are about how the internet has just made us all terrible people. Yeah. And the internet <laughs> is like, like the internet has helped us as a tool, but then like destroyed us as people. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I mean, so. even the, what we were just talking about a second ago with overthinking everything, like the yeah. lyric you say, like we're always looking for the limelight or reaching for the limelight. Searching, yeah. Searching, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh like totally. That's exactly what <laughs> what everyone's doing. <laughs> and yeah. You nailed it on the but head yeah, with that song the, and this conversation. So I uh whenever I you know, whenever I connected with him again, I was like, Let's do that exorcist video, but then make it like the internet. That's like mm -hmm. what is the problem. So Yeah, and, and the video is very good. There's um a lot going on. And it's it does very much so touch on everything that's happened on, I mean, just, it, it really is, social media is a nightmare. It's like the biggest double-edged sword and like this unnecessary <laughs> evil, or necessary evil, I mean, because yeah, it's so important, but I just cannot get myself to post pictures of me. I just can't do it. <laughs> like, well, it's like I can't even, when I'm actually doing things I like, I've don't care about getting a picture exactly and I, yeah and it's like going out to eat oh yeah i forgot to get a picture uh but it was great going out to like a movie oh i forgot to tell the internet i went to a movie <laughs> but it was great right i saw it's like i also i saw a group of old friends damn i had so much fun we forgot to grab a picture you know what i mean mm -hmm. but like at this point i love that that's happening mm -hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> it's like because it's like at least you're living in the moment, you know. Yeah, and I I take a ton of pictures personally, but they're all yeah. of my daughter and my wife, <laughs> and I'm uh, not, you know I can't just spam Instagram with those, <laughs> and so I'm if you if you paid attention to like my story, the thing that I do remember to post about the most is like action figures and my doggies. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, I, I always kick myself in the butt for not focusing on social medias, like as a, as an, as an entertainer, as a artist, all that. Mm -hmm. It's super important. But now at the right. point that I am in my life, I just feel like I just, I can't get myself to do it. I mean, even the today, like we're announcing a tour tomorrow and, yeah. uh, I, I was saying my wife's like, can you come take a picture of me like to where I look cool and I can, you know, post the a t announcement tomorrow. She took one picture. I looked at it. It was like, delete it. And then I just typed it out. No picture. <laughs> I just can't get myself to do it. I mean, I don't know. I, 
I feel like I used to look like maybe I used to look cool or maybe I thought I did. But now being, you know, the age I am with a family and all this, I just do not care. And it's it's really tough, but it is a this necessary evil in the entertainment world. And um, right. I don't know. And so in in the modern world, since, you know, this is this is the first band that you're starting in this new era of kind of the Internet stuff. Mm-hmm. What is what's your plan? Are you trying to make it like play a bunch of shows to try to get attention, or are you even worried about that? Or are you going to do social media stuff, or what are you thinking? I mean, as of right now, like you know, I have a I have a job that I that I make good money at. I I married, you know, I have doggies, I have house, a mortgage to pay for, like. I I would love to go play shows, but it's just not really in the cards for me. Like, right. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I've decided I'm probably gonna write music. I'm probably gonna have some sort of art project that I do all the time where I'll go crazy. But right now, the plan is to just, we, we release this video. We have like a secondary video that we shot at the same time as as when we shot year of our demise and that video is going to come out with uh our second single and then we're just going to release the rest of the ep and then we're just gonna see how it goes try to make some cool internet content for the band page and then start writing the next ep and then and then whenever the next EP is done, we'll start considering playing a show because we'll have at least enough songs for a set. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like right now, five five song EP with like three minute songs is really not enough <laughs> songs to go play a set. So I'm not even going to worry about it right now, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's good to build a little bit of a base first too. And um Yeah. Definitely, I, I think that there's a market for your st- for the style and for the stylisticness of like the video and the kind of the, the less serious side of metal. I think mm-hmm. is is very needed currently. I think that's one reason bands like uh, Electric Cowboy do really good. Um, right, and so I think I think it's something people need and people want very much. So and. I I definitely agree with you. It's it's important to stay creative as a creative person, or you just you have a something missing, you know, a big hole. And uh, yeah. even with me, with how much I've been traveling and working with my my new business, I I haven't been able to work on music as much, pretty much since I finished my record. And mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of driving me. I'm I'm starting to lose it, and I feel like that's why even in my head I'm just non-stop thinking about music and jamming and everything and so yeah you definitely got to get it out and do you do art outside of music or is, or is it just music i mean i i've always done like like i used to draw um i write a lot of stuff like i've after i wabo broke up i actually wrote like a novel but i never really did anything with it because like the people that I tried to get uh, involved to like, you know, be my agent or whatever, like don't really mess with people that aren't already a name. So, so it was like hard, you know, I got a lot of responses that were like, sorry, but we'll decline your offer, you know, or, or, or nowadays if you are like signing up to like talk to publishers or send your stuff to an agent or whatever, it'll ask you like, do you have a website? Do you have big social media followings? And then, right. you know what I mean? And, and so it's just like, as an ex bass player, it's like, <laughs> there's not much clout for me to be like, yeah, I'm like an ex bass player, you know? <laughs> the stigma of a bass player is like, no, girl. Well, that, that kind of stuff is, is so annoying to me because basically they're doing the same sort of thing a record, which a record label will do, which the publishing industry and the record label industry is the same thing. It's just one's music, yeah. one's books. And right. the publishing company is basically saying, how little work do I have to do to get people to buy yeah. your <laughs> to buy your book? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 
And yeah, that's really so. it's really annoying that they would be acting like that. And um, I think novels is the ultimate creativity. I have like I think me and you probably think very similarly. I have like four books planned that are in my notes. <laughs> nice <laughs> that I've kind of been like working on for years, just passively. Yeah. I think writing novels is the most creative form of like um, art, personally. Um, oh yeah it's just you can create worlds you create literal people or beings yeah. you know it's you don't really yeah. get that in music yeah yeah and i and like i like i said i did i do art too and at one point you know i would like that's so whenever i was a kid i got into like x-men comics and all about it. I'm still like all about X-Men. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world. But at one point I was like drawing all the guys, drawing Wolverine and Cyclops and all this stuff. And I got pretty good, but it's like the type of thing where like, if I was to really like get into it, like and turn my novel into a graphic novel, it would be like, I would have to practice all day long every day for right. like the rest of my life. Because I try, I like worked on like two pages of the of the novel, and I, and and it was like two months had gone by, and I was like, wow, cool, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I need if I ever did turn it into a graphic novel, I would like want help by a yeah. professional artist. So for <laughs> sure. And one thing I've thought about too, um, I heard Kevin Smith talk about this, and it was the first time I'd ever heard that, um, and. What I would like to do, at least for the, my first one, is have the concept, have all the chapters laid out, the plot and all that, and have a writer, a professional writer, help me write it. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, uh, like what he would do is he would basically do that. He would have a notes thing where he would talk into his phone and say the concept for the chapter, send it to an, an author. They would write it, send it back, and he would give notes on it. And so he... he Someone else wrote the book, but it was his concepts and his ideas. I think that's a oh. a decent way to do it uh, if you yeah. got the money to invest into a writer. But it's um, it would take a lot of the workload, allow me to be a, the creative side of it, and then be the actual like write it. Right. Yeah, for sure. That that would help me a lot because, like like you said, it's it's a serious skill to do that kind of stuff and. Both of us have kind of invested the majority of our lives to music, and so we can't do it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, like, also, it's it's like one of those things where, like, everyone, if everyone knows you as a music person, they're not going to take you serious as a, you know, a, a person that writes a novel or right. whatever. You know, it's like, it's like if you're a if you write beats, you're not a rapper. You right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And and it's definitely tough, and but I do think that the, I think that one nice thing about writing is you can do it until the day you die. Yeah. And that's something that kind of intrigues me about it. It's like, okay, well, maybe when I'm too old to get on stage and jump around to silly music, maybe I can sit down at a cabin and write some books. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude. We'll see. And uh, so with, um, with your vocals, too, on um, Phantom Figures, the vocals are very raw and very, um, again, old school. Like you can understand every single word you say and you're doing really good with like repeating, uh, some lyrics so that there's ones that stick in your head. I mean, I listened to the song twice before this and I already know the lyrics. I know the patterns. I know, I know the stuff. And so you're doing really well with that. And your tone is like that kind of raw yell and um you know it has a really good tone to it and so i really enjoy oh, that thank you. that aspect of awesome. it and that makes uh, me feel great because uh i don't know like it's like i said i've always wanted to do the vocals for like a you know full album or whatever but this is my first attempt and i definitely took lots of things into consideration like what could be repeated and then like there's times where i would like plan certain things but then as soon as i turn on the mic and i start screaming it would just like come out however my voice would let me yeah <laughs> like i would be like no i'm gonna do like super brutal stuff on this part and then I, whenever i would my i would open my mouth it would just come out <laughs> way different you know yeah. what i mean yeah 
So well, I mean, it, it's it's got a good natural feel, like a a good aggressive scream. Like I personally, I I hate when I can tell someone's like doing like whisper screams or like these really quiet fry screams. You know, it's yeah, it is what it is, but it's not a scream. You're doing you're actually just sitting there yelling. It sounds like at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had definitely like I recorded all of the vocals in like my spare bedroom and yeah. like I had to like text my neighbor and be like, Hey, I'm not like keeping you up or anything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like, No nah, man, rock on <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what that what uh, like a normal person would think hearing stuff like that, you know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> They're like, This dude is freaking crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and I I um, was renting an office space before I finished building my tiny house, uh, and the office space was attached to a law firm, and so I would just be sitting there working on music, and then I would have some like sixty year old woman knocking on the door, and she'd just be like, "So what you up to today?" Because the neighbors just wanted the. She kept every time she came, she would talk to me about this Casio keyboard she bought at a freaking garage sale. And I'm like, I know she's just standing outside that window listening to me freaking screaming. And I don't know. It's normal people, I think, think, uh, I don't know if they think it's cooler or if they just think it's the weirdest possible thing. I don't know. I, the one thing that I always think is funny is like how everybody thinks like you're, you're like writing songs and you're doing screaming vocals and like everybody's just like wants to say like you're just so angry you're just (laughs) this is what you're you being mad sounds like and it's like no this is like me being happy right this is what makes me (laughs) like (laughs) smile you know Mm -hmm. but it's like oh you're so mad Yeah, and with your vocal tone, did you have inspiration, or is it like you said, that's just what sound came out of you? I mean, like, you know, it's just, it's just, there's like patterns, and like, you know, obviously everything I've ever listened to uh, inspired me, but like, whenever I would start recording, it just came out the way that it came out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would even hear it one way and plan it. And then turn on the mic and it would just still come out how, how my voice is. Yeah. So. And I mean, <laughs> doing vocals on a recording is one of the the most kind of daunting tasks, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, it sounds so different. Even you could be sitting there practicing it, like whisper screaming it to yourself. And until you yeah. start doing it into the mic, into some isolated headphones, yep. you, you really don't know, <laughs> you know. Exactly. And yeah. so it's it is one of the most daunting things. And I, are you going to experiment with any clean singing on this stuff? You know, it's okay. So like I want to, but I ha- I have done some clean vocals in the past. But whenever the songs would come out, it just it's just I don't know. There's a part of me that like cringed. I know that like prob. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably do that anyways after they start hearing in their own vocals. Mm-hmm. You know when they really pay attention. If you're just not in your own head or whatever, but yeah. but it's like I want to, but at the same time, like one of my buddies that that said that he wants to like play bass. Like if we play it live, he's he has a fucking. Oh, I don't know if I could cuss. Sorry. You can. But, <laughs> okay. But he has like a fucking beautiful voice and I've heard him record vocals before. And it's like every time his vocals kick in, I'm like, Oh man, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like one of those things where I'm like, if he wants to be in the band, when we start doing it, I would love to have his singing on the record. But right. then whenever I, t- whenever I talk to him, it sounds like he's not like super serious about it. So I, it's like, I, I don't want to record stuff with him on it. Right. And then have him later on be like, no, I can't do it. Man. And I'm like, so it's like, maybe I will record my vocal ideas for clean singing parts and then see how it goes with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like if he ends up not, like bailing, then maybe we you know I'll work harder. 
yeah. at those parts. But yeah. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's I ha- people of studio musicians. Like, I mean, uh, Shadow Security by Azalea Dying wasn't the bass player singing. They had a, a studio guy come in and record the singing on that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was in their DVD, and it freaking blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, is, they'd, they'd had the bassist try doing the singing on Shadow Security, their biggest record, and um, it was just weak sounding, and so they brought in a dude, and he did all the Dang. singing. And so... I mean, it's not unprecedented to do something like that. and But for me personally, since this is a, a very personal project for you and you, you plan on it being basically that, um, I would just work on it. I would just do it yourself, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like stuff like that is cool for like, you know, if you're as I lay dying. But <laughs> like there's, yeah. there's times where like I just can't – um. I don't know, like, I can't sell, like, I don't know, I don't, maybe it's the wrong word, but I can't, like, sell out, like, in that way. Like, people say, oh, if you did this, that's fine. And, like, there's times where I'm like, nah, that's not fine to me, and I just (laughs) can't live with that, you know? Yeah, and so I think you should just work on it. It took me years to get comfortable singing into the mic on, on record, like... Really, I I always refused to do singing in the early stages of the Browning just because I was like, I'm going to keep it metal. And then, um, <laughs> you know, now it's a, a pretty essential part to it. But it took me a while. And really, what really dialed in my singing voice was I did a whole pop hip hop record that was all clean singing. And oh, nice. that's what really got me to where because it was instead of trying to work in random singing into the metal, I was writing an entire album of all singing. And then that mm-hmm. actually dialed in my voice to where now I'm comfortable singing any style. And so um, that really helped me. It was just really grinding on singing for a particular record. Um, but man, it took me a long time to get comfortable singing into the mic. It really, really did. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I even, I'm sure you can I do even, it, though. Yeah, I would, love, I would love to try. But, I mean, it's like it was so random just putting this ep together that i could that i couldn't even i couldn't get a lot of extra time yeah with the mic because so here's the thing is like my wife and her daughter would like be they'd be coming home or they would like you know like she's a teacher so they would be coming home around 4 4 p.m or something so i would have like an early part of the day or if she had something going on at night, that would that's like the best for me. So mm-hmm. I would be like, all right, I have a couple hours here and there. But the thing is, she would be like, why don't you just why don't you just do it with us here? Yeah. Like it's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, you, I obviously you haven't just written a song <laughs> to where you know, like you're trying to create something out of nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. It's embarrassing. Definitely. To just, yeah. It's, it, like you don't want everyone in a room where you're just trying to make up parts and then you decide, oh, that's not right. Yeah. I'll try, I'll try this. I'll try that. You know, it's like you want to have that alone time. Dude, yeah. And, and she, and she'd be like, well, once, if you ever play it live, it's, you know, like you, what are you going to be afraid to do it? No, that's way different. It's not like, personal. Yeah. It's like, at that point it's already recorded it's already done you're just doing it and there's a big difference uh being on stage in front of it doesn't matter if it's a thousand people or you know 200 people it's a lot less personal than someone directly hearing your raw voice like directly (laughs) next to them like yeah exactly and there's so many times my wife even got mad at me about me because her and her sister one time was like do a scream we want to hear it and i'm like no (laughs) <laughs> not happening dude and it's like do you understand like i can't just randomly do that and then it's gonna sound so stupid like <laughs> really and yeah. i think I, it is hard for people to understand that because i was going through like the exact same thing that you're talking about uh we were yeah. staying with her parents for a bit while i was finishing up my uh, tiny house and I was in the basement trying to record this stuff and there I would only do it if they were gone if people were gone they're like we don't care like it, it would we like hearing it and I'm like I don't even I don't want to hear that because I don't want you to hear it at all <laughs> cuz like yeah. writing vocals 
whether you have the lyrics written out or whatever, you might be trying different patterns. You might be freestyling random sounds. Like it's yeah, really we sound like idiots. <laughs> and then you, and then you're like messing up. Uh huh. And then you're, and then you're having to like hit space bar, try again, <laughs> try again. It's like, dude, yeah, no, I don't want anyone around for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I one million percent understand that so much. <laughs> so. Yeah. And but it, everything turned out great, and so I'm interested to hear everything else that you guys come out to, and I'm also interested to see the more more video content of it too, because uh, you got a, a good thing going that I think is missing in the current state of things, uh, definitely. Yeah, and uh, and I also you know like you said the the video is kind of like reminiscent of an old school vibe, but and I don't you know and it's like I don't want to upset Beasley because he's already like talking to me about new video ideas. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's all sounds great. But I also want to do more than one style of video. And, and I wobble was very much a particular style throughout. Right. Like I, cause I'm down, you know, I'm, I'm down for the campy vibe, but then once that's, done i also want to do like a serious vibe yeah for sure uh, i also want to do like you know everything so it's like i don't know it's just weird that whenever you have certain people vibing with you on on your project it's like well dude i think that having more than one person to vibe with on a video would be great yeah like so and i mean it's it's your since there, since this is a project that is just open, it's open for all things. Like, yeah, you'll right. do some shows one day. Yeah, we'll do a, an EP, and I'll try, you know, clean singing. I'll, you know, you're open for the all this kind of stuff. So it's just more of a overall creative outlet. It feels like and um, natural. And so, it, yeah, I think that definitely multiple styles and whatever you're feeling creatively is definitely going to be the right thing to do. And I. I think you're a good creative force to do it, um, million percent. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see what, what you do with this thing. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you. It's Phantom Figures. And the first song was called Year of Our Demise. And it's on Spotify. It's a music video on YouTube. And it's on everything, right? Yeah. It's on, uh, I think right now it's, it's Apple Music, uh, Spotify youtube that's all that matters yeah and (laughs) you know like i said uh the next video should be the next video and next song should be coming i would say around the first part of may Mm -hmm. and and then the rest of the song should be coming out so all five songs should be out you know when that video comes out so heck yeah and also the podcast uh worship and tribute nerd Worship and Tribute Nerd should be coming back after <clears throat> after all the music comes out. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I'll I'll get back into that. It's just kind of like you know, putting all all my eggs into like yes. each basket as they come out. So, yeah. that's that's my biggest issue is spreading myself too thin. I wish I could focus on one thing. So, definitely yeah. do that. <laughs> well, I even, you know, like my wife even said it one time like maybe you should just like finish each project at a time. She said, mine says the the same thing to me. (laughs) Million (laughs) percent. (laughs) Yeah. So it's the mind of a creative person. Really. I just, I can't stop and I get a new idea and I just go for it and then I lose track and then I, you know, it's just, it's hard. It really is. Well, it's, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to like want to do so many things. Yeah. And, you know, you end up starting to dabble and, everything and then you start getting overwhelmed (laughs) yeah i wish i was just really good at one thing because then i wouldn't have any other (laughs) options (laughs) exactly that's i've always said that i'm like like i'm not like some sort of genius at any one thing but Mm -hmm. i'm pretty good at everything exactly (laughs) the jack of all trades master of none or something like that yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, and so I really appreciate talking to you, Michael. And again, uh, I don't know if that if it's awkward to say, but you really were a big part of my formative years and inspiration to me wanting to do music full time. You and everyone in Iwabo back in that day uh, was a big part of my uh, my 
energy and excitement towards music because I really liked everything, the atmosphere you guys had as a band. And it was a, a big part of me wanting to start the Browning as a full band and everything. So um, always will cherish that. Well, shit, I, that's makes me happy that we did that for you, man. And, <laughs> and I always had fun hanging out and playing Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. And, uh, this and, tour, by the time this comes out, we, we are the second show on this tour is at come and take it. So we'll definitely have oh, to when it, it uh, when July. Okay. H- hopefully it's, well, if it's in July, you know what? I could probably take off. Perfect. Just, uh, I'll definitely be there then. Uh, is is Brian still playing in your band? Uh, he's not. He's full time with Spirit Box. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's even living in Canada. Oh dang! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and so I'll definitely see you in July, and uh, okay. we'll definitely catch up then. And everyone, make sure you go check out Phantom Figures, and it's with an F uh, on yeah, both fa- words. I always, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm just now getting used to even telling people about this, but I'm like, oh, yeah, fan of figures, check it out. And then everybody's like, man, I can't find it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's with an F, with an F. <laughs> yeah, but you got to do it to make it searchable. If it was with the PH, it'd be hard to find if even if someone knew what it was, you know? And right, so you're making sure. it unique and branding. You're going to do the double F logo. Like, you know, oh, yeah. it's going to be good. Well, you know, it's it just seems like nowadays with band projects, you got to like turn the U into a V and like <laughs> may put like the I's not an I. It's a it's a one, you right? Know, or <laughs> well, it, luckily for me, no one's dumb enough to use the word Browning in their name, so I got that on lock. <laughs> yeah, that's that's dope. <laughs> but yeah, I I will talk to you here soon. Thank you for talking to me, man. I appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for having me on, man. Yep. See you later. Later, bud.